0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three ball, Joe Ingles, no good. Offensive rebound favors, and he's taking all the eggs and all the bacon on that one, and the wind is leaving the building right now. It is locked on jazz for the 27th of July. How does Pack project? the standings in the Western Conference, and how's that different than the ESPN forecast? Plus, 11 NBA players to break out this year, and one of them's a jazz man. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Bum 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 pow how are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. You are tuned to Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yesterday we added Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd from Red Rock. and we uh, Nice program. And we added as well Locked On Buccaneers. So hopefully uh, the NFL's coming. Locked On Raiders is not officially out there, but I'm telling you, It's done. Hey, by the way, I uh, mentioned this earlier. want to make sure that you know about it. Um, The Bear is having his big event August 1st at Oak Ridge Country Club. There are still some spots available. If you want to buy a foursome for a group, it's – uh, all the proceeds go to the Bear Hugs, Friends, and for Kids. His whole Christmas uh, program where he buys uh, gifts for kids that are less fortunate. It's a really, really cool program. So if you get a chance to support it, it'd be great. Um, and that, uh, the foursome is $500, it includes four tee Top, speech Cart, Range Ball, Continental Breakfast, Lunch, and a Raffle Ticket. This is at Oak Ridge Country Club, 8 a.m. Shotgun Start on Monday, August 1st. Uh, so coming up here, there are spots still available. Jump on it right now. Call Anthony Johnson uh, directly at 801-325-2586. That's 801-325-2586. Or you can email anthony.johnson at utahjazz.com. Tell them Locked On Jazz sent you. Maybe they'll treat you well and love you, or I don't know. Maybe they won't. Um, All right. Uh, Let's start our show, as we always do, with our pins across the world. You can send me uh, your pin across the world at dlock09 at gmail.com. It's from Kyle DeTillo, and it's coming to you from the University of Washington, Michael G. Foster School of Business. Nice work, kid. Uh, I got into the Jazz entirely by chance, writes Kyle, because I wanted to get into basketball, but I knew I couldn't do it if I didn't have a team to actively follow, so I chose the Jazz. Unfortunately, I did in the throes of the Ty Corbin era, so I had to latch on to something other than the quality of the basketball. So in 2011, I decided to jump on to the Gordon Hayward bandwagon, championing him as an elite player, allowing him to be the vehicle for my arguing with friends. I lived in Southern California at the time, so I was arguing with Lakers and Clipper fans. Uh, and it became a habit slash affliction. <laughs> but even if it was incredible to watch Gordon rise from being someone I advocate from such an extreme hyperbolic way to seeing him emerge as a two-way primary offensive threat has been, he has become, seeing his evolution along with the team's turnaround from despair to positivity and optimism has been an amazing experience as a fan, and I can't wait to see what it feels if and when we turn the corner and become the dominant defensive force we're capable of becoming. So put a pin in Southern California for part of the year in Seattle. The other, and thanks for making the Jazz community an incredible thing to be a part of with your in-depth analysis, tempered response to trials and tribulations, and your engagement with fans. I can't be easy. You do a fantastic job. That's nice you. Thank you very much. So kind of cool. All right, nice story. like that, Kyle. Appreciate it very much. You can send your story on where you're listening from and how you became a jazz fan at dlock09 at gmail.com. I know our listening numbers. And I know how many pins across the world have. A lot of you have not sent them in. Share who you are in this community. I'd love to hear from you. Dlock09 at uh, gmail.com. One of our most awesome people in our community right now uh, is a guy by the name of Garrett Jensen. And Garrett has done uh, incredible work uh, to help out the show by analyzing PAC, doing historical PACs, things of that nature. And he has put together... Uh, remarkably, the rosters as they stand now and what everybody's pack is. So for our tip-off lead story of the day today, that's what we're going to look at and who, how everybody ranks. Now, there's two things of interest here, and I, I really probably in some ways shouldn't be sharing this entirely with you right now because Garrett. every time Garrett sends me something, I send him three more questions, and he really works incredibly hard. So none of this is completely refined, but the way I'm viewing this right now is Garrett's done a lot of work where he's been able to put what a team's pack total is and what their win total is for that year. And so that gives us a little bit idea if now this assumes that everybody performs somewhat similarly to what they did a year ago uh, for their pack and what the win total then would be for those teams. And Really, you know, so as the roster is constructed right, what we're really looking at is as the roster is constructed at this minute, what is the, the way I look at it right now is what is the offense getting them in wins? I think that's kind of where we are in this and what Garrett's been able to build. So that's kind of how I'm going to look at this and talk to you about it. And then it also tells you kind of where teams are in their offense. I'm, I'm going to start at the bottom and then work our way up. And then in our next segment, I'm going to compare it to where ESPN's Western Conference forecast was. So Denver comes in as the worst offensive team in the Western Conference at minus .4 pack. They actually have a negative pack. It's largely because of Emmanuel Moutier. Um, And that negative pack gets them, uh, just offensively, has them at about 16, 17 wins. So Mike Malone having them near 30 a year ago, Pretty impressive, but Denver's negative. The Lakers are 14th at 1.2 pack. Uh, that puts them in around the 23-24 win level. Not for the total, just kind of what your offense is getting. What we've learned here from the work Garrett's done is that if you play someone's pack, it's a pretty nice bar line graph, and then there's these outliers, and we're digging into who the outliers are, and I think what we're going to find out on the outliers is that they're either top four or, or top five offensively or defensively. So the Lakers come in at 14. A little bit surprising, New Orleans is 13th. So New Orleans, despite all their offseason moves, not doing anything that actually helps their offense. Uh, and they're at 2.1. Phoenix comes in next at 2.3, tied with Memphis. At the t- 11th and 12th uh, marks in the Western Conference. 2.3 pack, by the way, uh, narrows you into about 30 wins. Dallas is at 3.3 in the 10th spot and the 3.3 pack gets you up to about 32, 33 wins. Portland comes in at just 3.6. That's interesting is that last year Portland was a good pack team. Uh, I projected Portland to be eighth or ninth in the West via pack last year. Uh, and this year they are coming at 10th. Oklahoma city, uh, comes in at in the eighth spot at 4.1 and 4.1 pack will get you at about 39 38 wins Um, there's an estimation here uh there's a bell curve around that so that that's the eighth playoff team the seventh is sacramento and and your instinct might be like well how how does that work on sacramento well if you dig into a little bit what sacramento has done is they've gotten rid of Most of their are highly negative players. Marco Bellinelli, uh, is a negative 0.8, uh, last year, and they, and he's gone to Charlotte. Um, and so I remember, and also remember last year that the, um, that we, that we liked the, we liked them last year too on pack like Sacramento last year and and so their roster to some extent is a question of how dysfunctional whether they're going to play um, any defense or, or not but so their Rajon Rondo was a negative point 8 James Anderson was a negative point 5 Marco Bellinelli was a negative point 8 Crom Butler was a negative point 4 they they actually got rid of all those guys um, they added Aaron Aflalo at the shooting guard uh, Rudy Gay, Willie Colley-Stein, DeMarcus Cousins, and and a bunch of bench guys. Ben McLemore was a negative still. So they come out well. They they just kind of – Darren Collison's really quite good. Um, Omri Caspi's a really good pack player. Uh, so th- those numbers – Willie Colley-Stein's pretty good. So those numbers are actually pretty good for them uh, as a group. Uh, and thus they, they come out as seventh. Six is the Jazz at 4.5 offensively so the jazz are sixth best in the west offensively uh where they are and then you know what does 4.5 get you 4.5 pack gets you right around the 40 win total and so defense if they're gonna if we're gonna be great and be an outlier you're gonna have to really uh push uh defensively and become one of the elite uh defensive teams along the way if you're gonna if you're going to push up to 50 wins, there have been some teams that have done that and some beyond, uh, along the way. The surprise, the two surprise teams really to me and the number five team in offensive pack is Minnesota. I also find it a bit terrifying. So let's, let's try to figure out why this is, uh, with what's happened with Minnesota and the concept that they could be this good offensively, the fifth best offensive team in the conference even before uh, Tom Thibodeau's defense kicks in it is terrifying. And again, what you're going to see is the peeling off of the negative pack players. Now, Carl Anthony Towns is great at 1.5, but Adrian Payne was a minus 0. .7. He's not going to be in the rotation this year. Tyus Jones was a minus minus point eight. He's not in the rotation. Kevin Garnett's a minus minus point three. He's not in the rotation. Tayshaun Prince was a minus minus He's gone. And Nikolai Pekovic was a minus minus He's gone. So instead, you now have Ricky Rubio, who's a minus minus point two, And Chris Dunn, who will likely be negative because he's a rookie. Zach Levine is a positive positive point two. Andrew Wiggins is positive, just .1. Shabazz Muhammad, a positive .1. Gorgi Dang is a positive one. They add Cole Aldridge, who's a positive .7. Now the numbers are starting to add up a little bit. Karl-Anthony Towns is a 1.5 and terrific. Uh, Bialitsa is positive at .5. And now suddenly you have their rotation, and they end up as the fifth-best offensive team in the Western Conference at 4.8. Uh, The Spurs are fourth at 5.7. The Clippers are third at 6.1. And the Houston Rockets are the second-best offensive team. And this is before D'Antoni takes over. D'Antoni's offense can do great things. So how did the Rockets do Well, the same exact concept. They shed themselves of their negative pack players. They are weird right now that their only point guard is Patrick Beverly, but they've added Eric Gordon, who's a positive pack player. James Harden's terrific at 2.8. Their Ariza is point two. Corey Brewer is their only negative pack player. He's a minus .9. Clint Capella comes in as a positive pack player. So does Nene. Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon, who came over, are nice, positive pack players. And Montre- Montrell's Harrell is also a positive pack player. Their negatives, Josh Smith, gone. Andrew Goodluck, gone. To notice Montiunis not on the roster. Terrence Jones in New Orleans. Corey Brewer's really bad offensively. They've got to find a way to take away those minutes. They get even If they drop Corey Brewer, they become... Dominantly the number two team in the Western Conference. So that, to me, is really interesting Uh, there. So looking at, again, number two is Houston at 6.2. Number three is the Clippers. Number four is San Antonio. This is just offensively. And those numbers, by the way, about 5.7 pack, gets you uh, a little bit in the range, about 50 wins or a little under 50 wins. Six gets you the the Clippers and Rockets. Offenses are going to get them 50 wins Uh, And then if they're defense, so the question, you know, the Rockets' defense might get them a little negative. uh, If they don't defend at all or if they stay negative, that's a 50-win team that probably is is a huge surprise uh, in this upcoming season. Uh, So Houston 6.2, Clippers 6.1, Spurs 5.7, Minnesota at 5, Utah at 6, Sacramento at 7 at 4.2, Rockets, uh, Thunder at 4.1 4.1 with 8. Portland slipping out at 3.6. Dallas at 3.3. And I think this is troublesome for Dallas because I can't really see the scenario where they become an elite defensive team to get in. And they don't see I don't see them with a lot of guys on an upswing. Uh, Memphis is at 2.3. I find that disturbing for Memphis uh, because with Tony Allen and Zach Randolph getting older, I can't imagine they're still going to be good defensively. And New Orleans just isn't very talented. Uh, so I... I It's interesting to see there. Now, the final note on this is that the Rockets are a 6.2 and the Clippers are a 6.1. And um, stunningly, the Warriors are 17. Yeah, I said that right. The Warriors are 17. And the Rockets are 6.2 as the second best. It's, It's insane. Yeah, it's that insane. That is your look at the standings via PAC. Uh, today's edition of the show is brought to you by our good friends, the Utah Jazz. How's that? You can get Jazz six, 16, 17 season tickets. Uh, 44 games are on sale now. Upper Bowl starts as low as $6. And let me tell you something. I was with some people yesterday, I can't really say whom, who have a lot to do with the renovation, and they're telling me that the Upper Bowl experience is going to be dramatically different uh, in the new thing. Not next year, but the year after. So you might want to get on board now. Upper Bowl tickets tickets start at $6. Lower Bowl at 42 If you buy season tickets, you get an eight-day, seven-night stay in Mexico. No airfare on that, though. Uh, best seat locations for season ticket holders. You get access to exclusive events and the playoffs. So call 801-355-DUNK. Or go to utahjazz.com. There's also quarter, uh, 11-game packages and 22-game partial packages available. Call 355-DUNK to find out more. And by the way, that little spot right there is available for your company. So you can email me at dlock09 at com, and you can advertise in that little spot right there to the male-dominated, locked-on jazz audience that passionately cares about its team, is engaged in this podcast, and the rates are pretty reasonable. So check it out. Uh, I had a good time yesterday talking to Laird from uh, Simply Smarter. Uh, and uh enjoyed it. I always like talking to people about their companies and what's going on and learning. So uh thank you very much later. Alright, so the next part of this is that um ESPN has been put is putting out uh their number and their they kind of do this every year. They do their NBA forecast. So how does their NBA forecast differ or to what we just talked about? and what um, we believe for pack projections for the year. So their Western Conference last team is the Lakers at 15. They project them to win 25 games. T- Phoenix is after that at 14. Sacramento, who we had as a playoff team offensively, um, and this will be a question of whether or not they'll play any defense for Dave Yeager, but I guess they might, um, and that is, uh, has them at 13. So we have Sacramento much higher. Denver, we have much lower. They have Denver at 34 wins. We have them as the worst offensive team in the Western Conference, largely due to Moutier and the rookies, Murray and Beasley and Her- uh, Hernan Gomez. Uh, Pelicans are at 11th at 35 wins. We probably have them somewhere around there struggling. They have Minnesota at 10th. We have Minnesota much, much higher than that. Uh, ninth, Dallas. We have them a little lower. Houston at 8th at 41 and 41. So if you look at our offensive projections today, they have their defense costing them nine games. Might be, might be true. Might not also. They have Memphis at 43. I think that's going to be hard to come by uh, when I'm looking at the pack numbers. Oklahoma City at 6th at 44 wins. The Jazz, they project at 5th at 45 wins. And if the Jazz defense can... So that we have the Jazz 6th offensively. They have the Jazz 5th overall. The defense should push us a little bit ahead. Portland, uh, they have at 46 wins. We'll see. Um, it'll be interesting to see with all their new contracts. Clippers at 3rd, San Antonio at 2, and Golden State at 1. So the biggest discrepancies that the two of us have... Uh, going either way on that, or obviously we have Houston and Minnesota and Sacramento much better. D- Portland, Dallas, and Memphis, uh, struggling a little bit more, uh, than they do. Uh, there's a writer I don't know. I'll hate, uh, mentioning writers I don't know. I think it gets a little nerve wracking because I don't know them. Uh, but he did an interesting little piece on the 11 breakout players, uh, in the NBA this year. Uh, his name's Scott Rafferty. He did on sports, on, uns- uh, sporting news, I usually have a problem with... Um, these damn slideshows. But I thought this was interesting. So had yeah, Devin Booker as one. I think that's probably good. And Giannis Adadokounmpo at two as his moved to point guard. And then Clint Capella at three as uh, with his increased role. Harrison Barnes at four. I, I I'm not sure I buy that. I think he's going to have so much pressure on him, and I'm not sure he's ready to be a go-to player. Uh, five, Jonas Valanciunas, which I really do agree with. I, Jonas averaged 15 points, 12 rebounds, and a block and a half during the playoffs. I thought he looked like he was really ready Toronto might have to change the way they play. Uh, Interesting you put Kyrie Irving in there and D'Angelo Russell as well. Andre Drummond at eighth. I'm not sure I buy that, but Derek Favors was ninth. Derek Favors, one of the five players, averaged 15-8-1 last year. Millsap, Drummond, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, the others, and they are all in the playoffs. Their numbers were bigger than that. Um, So it's interesting uh, to see them thinking of favors, and I think favors season that way, and that back gets healthy, probably is. Uh, they also mentioned Dennis Schroeder uh, having the increased time, and then Carl Anthony Towns along the way. That is your Locked on Jazz podcast for today. Jazz season tickets available at utahjazz.com or call 355-DUNK. That's harder because they don't have it. Uh, Locked on Saints podcast just dropped up with a look at the Drew Brees contract situation and position battles uh, along the way. Locked on Magic wants to know if Serge Ibaka is a four or a five. And Locked on Thunder has a good show uh, interviewing CBS's Matt Moore, which is always entertaining. So check all of those out. Those are on the Locked on Podcast Network. This is Locked on Jazz, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network.